<laughs> okay. So you really want to know, huh? Fine. I'm going to start by telling you this. And this is important, so listen up. Your entire life, this one and many others, you've been a god who uses its absolute power to make yourself powerless. Entire cultures, especially this one, have all been afraid of their weaknesses, supposedly. When in reality, they've all been afraid of their power. This goes beyond the matrix of reality. This is something much deeper than that. This is eternal. This is fully realizing your consciousness. This is infinite. This is evolution. This is our divine right. Right, everybody, ladies and gentlemen, uh, every uh, people, all the people, whatever you, how, who are, who are you? Who do you even think you are? I don't know. We don't care. It's all about self development. We've been talking already about some awesome stuff. I have an amazing guest on the show today, and I'm all choked up. I can't even hold my shit together here. Um, we're having uh, already a great chat, and I'm super duper stoked about it. Just before we get uh, going, I wanted to go ahead and talk about. Um, what we're going to be doing together. And this is why I'm so excited. Uh, you know, it's not, it's not too much coffee, uh, but the contact at the cabin magic on the mountains event. Um, I have on the show today, Joe Roop of uh, lighting the void of fringe FM. Um, super duper stoked. He is going to be at this event with myself. I don't know how the fuck I landed this, but I, I'm happy about it. Brandon Powell, who is a jujitsu uh, Wim Hof type of guy. Uh, Joe is a, a, a magic uh, practitioner uh, and he has a show uh, on the Fringe FM. It's awesome. Uh, you have to check it out called Lighting the Void. Um, there's not a whole lot of spots left. It's definitely going to sell out. If you guys are interested at all uh, at, at coming to this, you want to jump on that right now. Uh, also, you know, go with the Fringe FM check out their shows. Lighting the Void um, is, is an amazing show. It's awesome. Uh, there's a, wow, there's quite a number of growing shows here on Fringe FM as I, uh, as I've kind of perused this. And last but not least, everybody, uh, just to get all the plugs out of the way, I just want to thank Content Safe for uh, distributing all my stuff. It means a lot. Thanks for putting it out there because uploading to BitChute, if you never tried it, Ugh, it is the worst. Um, but all right, folks, I, I think I'm done with plugs, but we are going to talk a little bit more about this, uh, this event. Joe, thank you so much for taking the time to come and chat with me today, my friend. Yeah, dude, I'm stoked to be here, actually. <laughs> actually, really happy to be here. Awesome, man. Yeah, I, I was stoked, too. I was excited that you were willing to uh, uh, come on and have the availability. I mean, we've had a couple of great conversations privately and, and talked a lot about you know, what we're going to cover on this, uh, on this event. And dude, I'm already like kind of blown away at how things are just starting to come together and, and fold into one another. Yeah, man. There's like a lot of sales get happening too. You know, Darren messaged all this was like, Hey, they, <laughs> he started this competition thing. Right. So I started plugging it. Now there's only like three spots left. Right. And that's it. And I'm thinking, Oh man, this is going to be like a packed thing. I, I don't really do, uh, events like i spoke at one thing in portland once and you know it's different it's easy to hide behind a microphone right it's a different kind of thing when you got people staring at you right but i i'm, I'm looking forward to it the thing is is like i am into this thing where it's like where i don't consider myself much of a um and <clears throat> I, I don't want to degrade myself but i don't consider myself a teacher really I just feel like I'm void walking with everybody else, right? And I just want to talk about it. And uh, it's hard to feel that way sometimes when everybody's just waiting on what you got to say. <clears throat> you got to say, you know? You know? No, I, I get that. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, the, I'm, I'm the teacher that just like self, uh, you know, appointed himself to talk about stuff online. But I don't feel that way either. I don't believe in gurus. I, right. I just want to connect with people and talk about our experience. Well, you're waking people up, man. That's what you're doing. I'm trying. I hope that, you know, they, they got to do the work. And ultimately, I'm definitely putting that message out there. That's my heart. Like, I really do care 
um, about people just starting to ask questions about themselves and their reality. Like that is it at that. Once that happens, I mean, it's over, right? Like it's like, it starts, things start to unravel and I'm going through it even still, you know, we were talking a little bit before the show about self-development and, yeah. and what that is, you know, it's like, I'm not fucking perfect. I'm not even close. There's so many things that I would change about myself. And I haven't had the strength to, to do everything. You know, it's like, I would have a chiseled abs, you know what I mean? If I could, right. yeah. you know, do that. But ultimately I think that, um, you know, I, if I, and if I want chiseled abs, I can do it, but it's like, ultimately like there's X amount of energy and what are we focusing on? Are we focusing on this sort of self-help thing where it's like, all right, I just woke up. I just started figuring out that I control my reality or have any control over it versus development, which is accepting some of the things that maybe we, we think we want to change, or maybe we, do, maybe we do want to change, but have a really hard time with and finding out more about those things, because we do have flaws and imperfections, everyone does, um, and exploring that, it actually leads to something that I think is even more powerful, and that is telling yeah. a very honest human story. So, yeah. you know, I think people connect with us too that way, because, you know, if you're Tony Robbins, and you're six foot eight, and you know, you're, you're in perfect health and all this stuff. It's like, what do I really have in common with you, bro? It's like, I, you know, like I still <laughs> right. order pizza, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I, I, you know, I'm not like so obsessed with eating Asahi bowls or fucking whatever. <laughs> um, you know, like I'm a real, you know, person, it's, there's nothing wrong with that. And then from there, you know, ultimately like I work a lot on purpose, but what I'm learning is that ultimately once we kind of figure that out, now our contribution is, is story is a true, yeah. honest, deep story from ourselves. Yeah. Imagine a life, right? Imagine a life where you were totally 100% comfortable and in love with yourself the way you are. And then imagine someone else loving you that way. Now this seems impossible, right? It seems like it's an impossible feat to get to this place, but it's really the most natural thing that happens to us. If we just let it happen, the worst thing that we do is compare ourselves to things and other people and all this other stuff, man. If you want to like develop something, develop it, like, but make sure you're doing it. I think make sure you're doing it for your reasons and nobody else's, you know, um, that's a bad, it's a bad thing, right? Like this, you talk about this a lot too. That's why I like what you do. Cause I talk about love you know, the elements, bringing it all together all the time where our true power lies. And people are just like, yeah, that all sounds good, nice and good, but I think I'll just be a cat lady or something. Right. And it's like, why, why are you so bitter? What's wrong? I mean, we're supposed to go through pain, man. Like we're supposed to go through pain. It's part of the process. Right. Yeah, it is. It catalyzes things. It, it makes us change, you know, yeah. within the past few days, I'm like, I think I want to move. Like how fucking random is that? And I'm so happy here or have been right. Like I have like a park right over there. The weather's good. You know, like there's nothing really to complain about, but you know, through doing this, um, you know, development and really yeah. focusing on myself and what, what it is that I want, you know, truly not what I should want or what society thinks I should want or how society thinks I should look or dress or, or any of those things, but like being really honest, and it just takes time, I think, with us to just take the time to sit down and ask ourselves those questions. Um, and I don't think often we do. It's like, oh, I'm chasing this thing, putting all my energy into this thing to try to get ripped abs or whatever. It's like, but what do I, what do I need ripped abs for? You know, if, if, if whoever, who am I trying to impress? And if that person doesn't care if I have ripped abs or not, then why am I chasing ripped abs? You know, <laughs> Here's what you should do. I think you should find love first, right? And then be like, Hey, you know what, sweetie? I think I want to get ripped abs just to increase our sex life. What do you think? Yeah. You see what I mean? Like, that's <laughs> yeah. how you do it. You don't do it the other way around, right? It's like, well, once you finally perfect yourself or I perfect myself, then, you know, we'll, we'll all be accepted and loved. It don't work that way. Like, right. that's the problem, you know? I love that. That's such a great point, you know? Like, we, 
it, it's, it's hard though. You know, like we just have so much indoctrination and brainwashing, you know, like yeah. no matter what, no matter who you are, you know, we all have it. And these, you know, ideas and these idol, idolized standards and society and things um, that really kind of, I think, subvert our, our true uh, pursuit of, of self, you know? Um, so I'm really excited um, to talk to you about all this. It's, it's so good. And it's nice to just like exhale. I feel like most people are probably their buttholes are like this, you know what I mean? Right. Real tight. Well, they're worried. Yeah. 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 Right. Well, you know, I I feel the same way about you. Like you gotta be yourself, man. And it's, and it's a painful process to be yourself (laughs) sometimes, but man, it, it's inspiring. Like when you can inspire yourself, dude, that's the, that's where the real power is. Right. Like, and, and that's kind of like how I started my journey was through conscious exploration. And I, and I don't mean like just reading books, but reading books is fantastic. That's part of the process, but like doing what the books say to do, you know, like you're telling me I can go out of body. You're telling me I can manifest stuff and play with the world like harry potter i don't know about all that but i'm gonna try you know and see what happens yeah Uh, and it just manifests in the craziest way sometimes man that's so cool i would love to unpack a little bit of that because for me um you know hermetic magic looked super intriguing and interesting at the time i had a roommate here I'm like, what am I going to like holler at Ariel, you know, and do this? <laughs> you <laughs> yeah. know, it's like, am I going to have to go to the woods at five in the morning, you know? Yeah, and then yeah. I ultimately stumbled acro- uh, across uh, that reality transferring book that kind of, in my mind, it was like, oh, okay, cool. This is, this is more fitting for me. And so I followed that, you know, for a while, uh, but still love all the hermetic stuff. And I want to learn more about it. Uh, and I know that, you know, you had said, we'll probably do a couple of rituals out in the desert. Uh, but yeah. can you talk a little bit about your, <clears throat> you know, um, your history and coming into the, the, you know, getting curious about magic and, and, and that whole yeah. pursuit is really interesting. Well, I mean, just as any other, uh, occultist, uh, I was in a dark, depressed period of my life. That's, that's how you hear about all this. I was, I was addicted to drugs or, or something like that. Right. I was hopeless, utterly hopeless. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, that's what happens. You know, you go all the way down to the bottom. And, uh, I started, um, I went to the library once and I was like, I said, I got to figure that I don't know what it was, man. I was just like, I want to go over to this section that people are afraid of here in Arkansas where nobody's walking by. And back then no one was walking by it. You'd get funny looks and stuff. Right. And, uh, it all started with the book, uh, the conversations with God, which I thought the first book was good. Right. But it's not really even about that book. That book opened up doors for me. It's like, well, maybe all this other stuff is whatever is wrong. And then I got to the point where, um, I started seeing a lot of repeating stuff in books. And then I was like, what is all the stuff about? People are talking about Freemasons. People are talking about this. I'm not the kind of guy that just wants to have a discussion without experiencing it as well. I want both. Right. So I kind of went into the mysteries actually pretty fast. In a, in a physical way, too. I remember I was at work working for a cell phone company. It was, um, and I had vacation. And I was like, I've never had a paid vacation before. What am I going to do? Oh, I know what I'll do. I'll go get initiated into a hermetic temple. That's what I'll do. Most people <laughs> go to the beach or whatever. I'll get on a plane and, you know, I'll go find this secret temple and figure out what these magic people are talking about. And it was like, it was a whole kind of um an experience where I realized, okay, well, these are humans just unlocking a deeper science. That's all it is. You know, even the breathing techniques, the, all, everything that we did, it's just unlocking a science that's always been there. And then when you discover, you know, how to control your energy, you're like, oh, th- that's what that was. I thought it was something else where like shockers were going to shoot out of my butt or something. But no, it was really just, you know, it was already there. You know, we overlook all this stuff, I think, because when we're kids, I, I don't know it. It gets shut really. So all we're really doing is unlocking our childlike natures again, you know, in a more powerful way. Wow, dude, that's so profound and simple. I love it so much. Like what a great analogy for that. I, I, I do. I think children just come naturally equipped, you know, yeah. and, and, and through time and going to school and, 
you know, going through all these processes, we just kind of lock all that stuff up, you know, um, letting our heart out a, a little bit again is it's absolutely essential. Can you talk about, um, just like, what can you, would you maybe talk a little bit about that experience and, um, and maybe some oh. of the first things that you guys did or how you kind of, um, well, yeah, know. I went to this event in the desert and, uh, there were, uh, Thelemites there, there were chaos magicians, there were golden dawn magicians and i was coming from a christian background so i know i'm sitting in the desert for the first time watching people dance around a fire wearing baphomet heads and stuff and i'm <laughs> i'm you know like i'm sitting back going what the hell am i doing here you know you ever have that moment where you're like what the fuck am i doing in the middle <laughs> of the desert right <laughs> you know, it's like, like what am i doing here so i i started asking questions and uh you know um one of the uh, priestesses came up to me and sat me down and she started talking about what's called Luke's energy, right? Which is, you hear that a lot. It's the LVX or Luke's uh, force energy. And this was uh, interesting. So we started going into this breathing thing and she's like, well, check this out. You're going to feel like you're going to pass out, but I'm going to show you something. And we started doing mantras and I've tried to do it again, but for some reason it wasn't the same when I did it with her. So I'm like, okay, so there is this thing about, connection there's a power to that too and it was this whole discovery process so i just raised my hand and i said i'm in initiate me oh really you want to be initiated fine um i mean because to me it's like what's gonna happen what's the worst that can happen right, right. i'm gonna go in there and they're gonna sacrifice somebody and i'm gonna call the cops you know like i at least will know the truth i'm not gonna sit around and talk about it i'll know you know but it wasn't anything like that you know it's just blindfolding you and scaring you just a little bit enough so you'll say your truth to get you to that vulnerable moment which is uh something that you realize that oh i've been protecting this part of me wow right and a lot of times when you get into a ritual that stuff will happen to you oh i've been protecting this inner child part of me that's confused and scared and doesn't know the answers to stuff and doesn't even know why i'm here and you know doesn't feel loved that voice starts speaking out you see what i'm saying mm -hmm. so when they take the blindfold off you're pretty much surrounded by humans and accepted and loved um and i did that in freemasonry too the only difference is is freemasonry there were no women one and uh they had some really crazy oaths right like they'd cut your tongue out and all this other stuff <laughs> right but those oaths have symbolism in them and as far as i know no masons ever really got their tongues cut out as far as i know and it all is just really understanding how the unconscious works like um we tend to move towards and become what we focus on always right so uh sometimes that you need programs in an exterior kind of way to to change that focus it's really all hermetic magic is is a reprogramming of the mind through symbolism and ritual and things like that to understand where your blockages are, each stage of fear, each stage of uh, um, um, power that you're, you're not unlocking, right? Through, through the elements that make up everything that we do, right? And then you kind of slowly start learning, well, as I master these elements, I master the art of love. And love is the creative force, and it's that simple. And I lost it because I wasn't loved. I was, you know, kind of cast as far away from love as possible. That's what happens when you're born, you know, and then you work your way back towards it. Mm. Man, it's there's so that I, I see so many things that just tie right into that. That's so powerful. It just, you know, the, the, the sort of integration aspect of like the parts of ourselves where we're like, no, I'm shutting that away. I can't acknowledge that. I, you know, that kind of stuff. That's, those are the experiences that I've had through self help, I guess, uh, that have really allowed me to, to develop 
to be like, like one of the things that happened to me this year was like, I used to pretend I didn't like Dave Matthews band for years and years and years because. Oh, how dare you? I know. know I'm such an asshole. I I was, (laughs) I was into Jesus lizard and shellac, you know, and like cannibal corpse. Yeah. Yeah. Black Sabbath. (laughs) And I couldn't tell my friends, you know, because we were in a band together. So, you know, so I had to kind of like shove that part of myself away, which was developed for me, you know, at, at adolescence, that music is directly tied to me forming into, you know, a man. So, so, uh, uh, so, so I'm definitely a soft boy. <laughs> yeah. That's clear, but like <clears throat> being able to accept that and like reintegrate it made a, such a big, I feel like, you know, the energy that I have now and the fact that I, you know, it's fine. Like people could make fun of me for most people. That's not a big deal. They're like, do you like this band or not? It's like, uh, I like them. Yeah. I don't. Who cares? Whatever, right? Yeah. Right. Why do you have your identity so wrapped up in this? And the reason why is because it was something that I hid. And so yeah. that came out through, I guess I would say, like kind of shamanic kind of stuff. Like right. um, I was talking to my friend Janine, uh, who is super talented, and she does uh she she does a, like a lot of dream work and stuff like that. And so Whenever I talked to her, something definitely happened very much in the connection. There's a connection there. Yeah. It's unlocking things. Yeah. There was like a, there was like an activation or something. I don't know. That might maybe is a big word, but, but there was like things started happening. Synchronicities just started flying off the, like I didn't plan to go to that Dave Matthews concert. No, I was at brunch with my dad and my brother was like, Tell me you had an awesome time at Dave Matthews. Oh, bro. It was like, it's the best concert in the world, isn't it? Oh, it was amazing. Everyone was nice. And, you know, they're just chilling, smoking weed, whatever. They're jamming out there. It was great. And, you know, those are the types of experiences I remember having, you know, when I was younger, when I was 15, 16, 17 years old, you know, and I was really into that stuff. But, you know, it was something that I had to pretend to, you (laughs) You had to lock it away. Yeah, you know, yeah. and that's like kind of a silly example, but I mean, hopefully, and I've probably said it way too many times for people who are listening, but but to me, like, it's just such an easy story to tell. And it's such a very obvious, like, oh, you know, oh, okay, I see how this works. Like, we need to, we need to, we need to accept that part of ourselves. Yeah, man. Yeah. And that part of yourself comes from like, um, this whole walk of sacred sexuality and when i say that people are like oh you're talking about sex and it's like i'm talking about like alpha and omega that's what i'm talking about masculine feminine like all of it so uh when you're a kid if you're a boy and you release your emotions this happens to girls too i can't believe it does but it does but when you're a boy you release your emotions you're smacked around in some form or fashion right most kids most guys are or it's the opposite and you have, you're really mothered and it's okay and whatever. And then you never come into your masculinity. So these two forces are fighting in yourself and eventually you become who you really are. Right. Which is either slightly more masculine, feminine. It doesn't matter. Your match is out there. That's my point. Right. But, uh, cause I don't want to get into this whole gender equality thing and stuff like that. I don't care about all that, but, but, that's part of unlocking who you are. And through magic ritual, you are doing that. All of the logic in the room and the symbols and the numbers and the colors and everything that side of your brain understands is masculine. And the drama and emotion that you're trying to invoke is feminine. And it's bringing those two forces together, which cause a manifestation, you know, just like the fifth element, the movie, it's basically the whole, the whole thing. Right. And, um, it's scary. Cause you start unlocking sides of yourself and you're like, um, wait a minute. Like, are people going to accept me as this person? Like, I don't, I don't know. Like, do I, I can listen to cannibal corpse and Wilson Phillips. I don't, I don't know. You know what I'm saying? Like something's not right. <laughs> That's great. Right? What a great example. Right. And that, and then you realize like, Hey, I'm, I am love. Like I can be romantic and kick your ass. To me, that's way more powerful, yeah. right? Than this polar thing. And so then all of these idiosynchronicities from your chart and you start seeing this hermetic science. Oh, there are like individual things about me in each element. And I am this unique being. And they start 
coming up and you got to deal with each one and on every on uh, let's say on the other side of every demon you deal with is a liberation mm. and see and that's what thing like karma people think oh it's karma this is a karmic this this is a karma karma is good karma is liberation it's freeing you to become your truth right you are who you are i am that i am and every day i can change that if i decide to right and it's a very empowering actually man that is so cool can you talk about going through uh the different elements and sort of the process of you know uh how, how you know what the focus is on each one yeah well you when you first like magic isn't for everybody right there's lots of ways to go through uh awakenings there's tons of ways but uh all of this stuff is based on the tree of life right and so in the golden dawn or this whole let's just say western mystery thing it's based on the bottom side of the tree right which i don't want to get into too much jargon because people are like what's what's all that but there's an element for each sephira right and they they designed this system based on Masonic stuff, but these guys were like, man, this Mason stuff is lame. I'm getting these spiritual downloads about how real this stuff is, and people aren't going to give me credit for spiritual downloads, so I'm going to make up this story about Christian Rosenkreutz and all this other stuff that don't make sense. And then they developed a system out of it, right? And this system unlocks things, okay? So you go through each element. You start at neophyte, which is zero, zero, which is pretty much testing you to see, you know, do you are you sure you want to do this? So right. you start unlocking energy. Can you do ritual every day? What can you do? And it's like you're trying to figure out what can I commit to? And then if you're ready, then you go to the next element. Now, some people go wherever they want to go, you know, but they had a whole process. To me, I don't think it, I don't think it really matters because once you start invoking these symbols, let's say you go through earth and you're you invoke the powers of earth and things like that. You really feel stupid. You're like, this is dumb. I'm drawing stuff. Nothing's happening, but you're consciously saying that. Okay. What's happening in your unconscious is a whole different thing. Your focus, your unconscious starts focusing and shifting like a robot. Like the program's like life, 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 life. Uh, oh, wait, earth, 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 earth. You see, well, all my physical body, my finances, oh, you know, my house, my home, da, 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 da. And you, you're like, what the hell's happening? Sometimes if you haven't dealt with a lot of that stuff, uh, your unconscious is doing something and it's drawing this stuff to you. And you don't, you think your world's falling apart. If you haven't dealt with it, you're like, oh, I'm the most unluckiest bastard alive. What is this magic stuff is stupid. I thought I was going to draw pictures and get Corvettes and women, you know? And you're, the unconscious are like, no, you're telling me earth, 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 until you master it. And then you go to the next one, water. And all these things correspond to the physical stuff of your life, but also the parts of you. So when you master it, you realize, oh, I'm not my physical body. I have a physical body. That's the, the tool of the magician, the pentacle. I have this, right? Oh, I'm not my emotions, water, or I'm not my dream world. I have these things, right? These are a part of me. Oh, I'm not the crazy thoughts in my head all the time. I have a mind, you know, that I have to master. And when you get through all of it, honestly, then you go through another grade, which is called portal, where it's kind of like a final waxing of the car. Let's make sure you got it all. <clears throat> and then you go through. Now, honestly, only you and you will know if you've mastered those things. You may look like a total wreck to everybody else outside, but, you know, like... <laughs> You, you will feel the kinds of freedom that people dream of, man, the only people dream of. So it doesn't really matter what everybody else's perception is of you, does it? No, no, it definitely doesn't. And, you know, yeah. that's, that's correspondent, too, with something that I've heard David Data talk about in, in, in the three, like, sort of phases of spirituality and specifically yeah. broken yogis. Right. And how people, you know, have amazing, like, spiritual lives you know, but they may look like a disaster on the outside. You know, I think he calls it right. a function flow and glow. So yeah. the flow part being the yoga or like the creative aspect, the function being like, are you disciplined? Do you eat right? You know, all that stuff. And then what book the, is this? Uh, you know, I don't know what book. He I read two of his books. I don't remember reading this one though. I got to yeah, find it, it. This was on a, a talk that I saw by him. Oh, okay. One time. And it was really informative because he talked about the glow part. And the example that he used was a, a stained glass window. 
He's like, yeah. some stained glass windows, they might be really dirty, you know? Right. Some stained glass windows might be uh, missing pieces, right? Like that broken sort of yogi. Uh, and th- But if it's clear and you can see through it, then there's a glow to it. And there's nothing you can do about the glow. The function and the flow, that's stuff that you can work on. But the yeah. glow itself, it's like, it is, it's either there or it's not. There's no you know, particular way to kind of get that, sure. so to speak, but you know, I got to read about- that dude, that, that guy, by the way, you introduced me to David data. And when I was in Arizona in the God worst heat I've ever felt my, just for anybody that wants to know while I'm doing this journey, I went to the snow in New York. I went to the heat in Arizona. I'm in water right now here by the ocean. Cool. You'll start seeing this stuff happen. You're like, Oh, all these synchronicities. What, what's going on? But anyways, like, um, that's the anybody that says, Oh, it's a dry heat. Kiss my ass. It, <laughs> it's hot. It's so freaking hot there, dude. It's like today it's 110 with, it feels like it's 120 outside. Anyways. Um, I, when you, I talked to you about that. Remember when I first drove in, I called you, I said, Hey man, like I'm in Sedona. Right. And you're like, dude, you're going to be a rock star there. And I'm like, I don't know. It's hot here. You know? <laughs> and, um, anyways, I read David day then, and I was like this, dude understands it right like every if if like i'm trying to explain sacred sexuality to people like this guy's like the force behind it you know and it was some of the best stuff I've ever read i highly recommend everybody re- read that guy's books you know yeah he's awesome like he was a big uh yeah i found that i found one of his books a few years ago and it completely changed the way that i interacted with my mom and sister i think that was the way of the superior man but he's got like yeah. Instant enlightenment. I think I've read. There's like a lot of different exercises in that book. You know, be the lamp, whatever. Um, but that's a good book too. Um, or I thought it was good. I didn't get the most great reviews, but he's got a bunch of stuff, like seminar stuff on YouTube and stuff too, where he literally will take pairs, like couples, and he'll like point out like the masculine flaws and the man, and you know, and and vice versa. It's fucking true. Yeah. He's like, you're not yeah. standing firm enough. He's like, right. you need to be like a rod like a rod that she wants to like, you know, like, yeah. like dance around basically, you know, right. and, uh, I didn't understand. When you start, yeah. Yeah. You start ahead. realizing that true masculinity is like, he simplifies it in that one book. He's like, it's, all of the stuff I'm telling you, you only have to, it's really just being yourself. It's that's what it is. It's being yourself and focusing on freedom and being authentic. And I, I've gotten to that stage in life where he talks about that. Like when you're, you're going after your purpose and you know what it is and it's driving you. And all of a sudden just crap happens. Right. And you're like, oh, I don't know. You feel all like in limbo and uh, 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 you know, like, what are you supposed to do? And you can't do anything, but wait until it comes to you again and then follow it again. Right. And it's hard. And this is the thing I would say that I realized by reading these books and through my life, men and women, we have separate problems. Okay. Only real men would un- are going to understand what I'm about to say, right? You're going to have to suck it up, man. Like, you're going to have to, like, you're not going to get justice all the time. Things aren't going to be fair. And you're still going to have to set the example, right? And it sucks. Yeah, it does. <laughs> it sucks, and I think for man. women, too, they have you know? this false idea, too, that they chase. And then they capture this mirage of what they think is perfection now. And it's like the the old fairy prince tale whatever and then it's it's yep. a mirage too so you know we're both being let down and we can't understand each other's problems because you know we've we are just different you know um yeah. at least you know in this context that we're talking about um, but it unlocks things inside you too yeah and the masculinity I mean, stuff man it's so yeah. powerful just being unreactive just understanding what grounding is what um you know staying on purposeful and a lot of the people that i work with too um who are females or feminine um they want to connect to that purpose part of themselves too right oh, yeah, it, might, absolutely. it might be it metered out different but they still want to understand that and and be true to that um because it's really about i think you know bringing those two uh elements together in each of us right right yeah yeah and and then a lot of times it's funny too, cause you'll see men that say that they're feminine men that say, well, I'm feminine or I'm, or whatever, but you'll see that what they're doing in their earthly life, their energy is pulling towards to be more 
masculine because they want to be the same thing with women, you know, masculine women, right? Well, I'm real masculine and I'm powerful and successful and I da 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 da. But in their private lives, they're going towards a divine masculine energy. They're being pulled towards that energy because they're not really masculine. They want to feel safe as a feminine, right? That's right. And and it's crazy to watch what the conscious says and then see what the unconscious does, right? Man, that is such a good, like, that is such a good and interesting uh, thing to think about is... So basically through magic ritual, you're programming your subconscious to pay attention to basically certain things like your RAS, yeah. your reticular activation system, whatever the fuck that crazy thing is. The part of us yeah. that's like, I want to I'm a yellow car. I want a yellow right. car. And then you start seeing yellow yeah. cars, that, that part. And I don't know why anybody would ever want a yellow car, but the example holds, but that's interesting. I've never thought about that before. So do you start to notice uh, when you start to do this type of work, you subconsciously begin to, to program uh, or you consciously begin to program your subconscious mind? Does that start changing the sort of chatter in your mind? What are some things that happen as a result? Of well, yeah, that? that's a good one, right? So do, does it start changing the unconscious chatter in your mind? I think it, I think it for me, because I started, you know, in, on the earth side and work, I'm working my way around to air. I think it increases the chatter in your mind a lot of times because then you have to meditate more. You have to calm yourself down because now once you start unlocking this thing, first you have to check yourself, right? You can't get all megalomania about it because you have to understand on the even higher level, there's still a co-creation going on that has nothing to do with man or woman per se. It's you and the creator, which is something even higher, right? And we don't even know what that is. Let's be honest with each other. We don't know what that is, right? But we're figuring it out together. But um, yeah, the chatter will increase. And then I've actually asked myself, like, have I caused myself to become addicted to like magic ritual? Because I can't calm myself down unless I'm meditating or doing magic now. Hmm. And that's something else you got to deal with, right? Um, but um, no, I think the chatter in your mind never stops. It, at least for me, it never Sure. It never stops, man. <laughs> and so uh, it's all about kind of like what Eckhart Tolle says, is once you start to understand the mind, you can just say what's up to the voices instead of like submitting to them all the time, you know? Mm -hmm. So that subconscious is is kind of, it, it's not really having anything to do with necessarily. Yeah, I think I, so. I, I think I kind of understand what you're asking too. So well, when you initiate a ritual, when you start out, so there's two kinds of magic, right? There's, it's actually one, but you realize this later, but there's manifesting. And then there's like alchemy, there's spiritual ascension and there's manifesting. They're really the same thing, but, um, you start doing them in separate ways. So you're, when you watch a movie about magic, they show a guy doing one magic ritual, right? And poof, something happens. It's not really like that. It's, it's about energy building. Hence, uh, ritual itself. If I get up one morning and do one prayer, okay, well, I sent a little message out, but if I get up and then do the same prayer every day or the same thing every day, what I'm doing is I'm building energy, right? And I'm building an energetic signal. Um, so in the beginning of magic, you're not really manifesting anything. You're getting used to the idea of building energy, balancing yourself, grounding yourself and building energy. Then you start to introduce yourself to the symbols and stuff, and then you start to notice what happens. So it's different than doing a sigil and quote charging it in some of the weirdest ways people charge sigils, right? <laughs> it, they're taking the they're taking a shortcut, and it's like, well, I want a million dollars, pow, pow, right? And then <laughs> you know they get a check for twelve hundred bucks, and their car crashes down the road. You know, it's like, what happened? I got the money, but something weird happened. It's like your your energy isn't ready for all that yet, but I'm not so sure about that now, too. I think some people are just born ready for this kind of energy. And other people, they got some stuff they got to work out. And I've had arguments with other people about that. They think what I'm talking about is ancient and gone and doesn't need to even be worried about. I don't agree with that. I think there are things that you need to be constantly balancing in yourself. And it's not about perfection. It's about creating the life that you want to create and being in control of what you can control and letting go of what you can't. So, uh, 
when you do your first manifestation, you you start realizing like, damn, man, like I didn't really manifest that until I totally forgot about it. That's weird. Until my conscious decided not to care anymore. So I sent the charge that I deeply desired and I embellished in that desire and I felt it like I was, I was that reality, but how did I ever talk myself into letting it go? You know, and that's the trick because once you let it go, it can come back. It's so cheesy sounding dude, but it's so true, man. It's so I've experienced it, dude. I can't tell you countless fucking times and there's that thing that i obsess over and i'm like oh i'm so excited i can't wait and then i don't know what happens i run out of energy about it or stop caring or whatever and then i'm like oh shiny over here and then like i'm like i don't care about that anymore and it shows the fuck up and there it is and i'm like well now i got this thing but i don't really really give a shit about it right (laughs) like it doesn't matter to me anymore yeah Dude, that's pure yeah. comedy. I mean, that, you know, yeah. and it's frustrated me actually at times. So I'd, lo- I, I'd love to think a little bit more about balancing that. Um, one of the sort of, uh, I guess, things I've thought about or whatever showed up in my consciousness is what next? Yeah. Like, so you get this thing. Great. Now what? You know, and then this happens. Well, then what? So, you know, no matter where we are, we're here. And <laughs> so, yeah, yeah. I, so I'm trying it's hard to, not to get an ego. Once you start seeing how it happens, like <laughs> I am he man, like I can do whatever. Right. But you know, right. But, uh, but then when it shows up and you're not, you're like, I'm, I'm not into this anymore. You know, like uh, that's so funny. I, I think that is a very comic and, uh, and common problem that people sure. struggle with. Um, I, I, yeah. What do you have any thoughts about that? I, yeah, man, this is why I, this is why I talk about the process of alchemy because you consciously want a lot of things. Your unconscious knows exactly what your soul needs though. So here's a war that's happening all the time. You know, it's like, God, you know, I need money and love and all this other stuff. And your unconscious is like, no, you need to like, be happy with who you are and eat better. So you don't die in 10 years. Right. And you're, and so these wars are going on and they, it'll manifest in a way that both kind of coincide together. Once you start becoming friends with it, you start trusting the unconscious. So the thing, the idea is, is to say, Oh, I know this program through symbolism, color, and all this other stuff where I can speak to my unconscious that has a direct door to the creator who I don't even know what is or what isn't but I know it's going to understand me. Therefore I'll let it go. And then I have to let it manifest when it's supposed to. Right. And the, the best way to do that is, um, stay busy. You know, Frater Xavier, in my opinion, has got one of the best like sigil magic courses he does. And so does Gordon white, by the way, they just do so many sigils. They forget about the ones they've done. So they're causing themselves to forget the things they're trying to manifest by doing more stuff. Right. And it's funny because you'll manifest something. You'd be like, what, what was, did I ask for that? Let me go back and look. Yeah, I did ask for that. Right. It's the biggest things that we want in our heart are the hardest things to manifest because we have to get to a point where we realize that they're already given to us. And I know that sounds biblical, but it's true. Like all this stuff was taken away from you, not by your fault. It is a divine right to have all these things in your life, you know? That is really good and really powerful. And yeah, I, 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 I echo that sentiment too. Like it is like sort of ironic and sort of cheesy, but it is true. Like, you know, being enough and, and especially in this, like the self-help or spirituality, some, some of these, but it's like, you're enough, but you need to buy my course. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> I'll show you how enough you can be, yeah, <laughs> right? but, but, it, but it's, but you know, it's money well spent. And, and a lot of times, like, Oh yeah. Some people, some people need, like you're talking about the temple and stuff like that. Like I can't do magic and start invoking this. I got a freaking roommate that's trying to like, I don't know, watch TV, but, uh, so I'm developing a a magical audio course where you can create all this stuff in your mind. Right. Because the mind, that's what you start realizing. Well, this is all about the mind anyways. And the more vivid I can become, right. I don't need a temple room. Well, you kind of do in the beginning, but then I went to the guy that, you know, I learned magic from. I was like, Hey, is it okay if I like, you think it's cool if I create this whole thing? He's like, dude, I've been trying to get you to do that forever. Of course. Like, 
people should create temples in their mind and things like that. There's a whole other journey you can do without having to have a temple room. Right. And then I was like, well, you know, maybe I'll make a little altar box or a little carry case. That's fun to take through, you know, um, uh, the airports and stuff. Right. But other than that, like I, I, in this way, I do agree with some of the magicians. Like, do we have to have a massive temple? It's awesome. It really does affect the unconscious, but not everybody can do it. But you're more powerful than that. Like, if you came from the creator, the only these are just tools to get you to realize that you don't need them. It's like training wheels. Yeah, it's tools to get you to realize I don't need these tools. That's weird, right? But that's what it is. I love that, though. That's great. And I love what you're doing with that. That sounds like a really usable and uh, practical, like, course to kind of like, oh, okay, well, I can do this. I can do this anywhere. Because yeah. that was really the thing holding me back. I got the Israel Regardi book, and I was like, wow, you know, just this blown a away. Lot of crap. Wow. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, Damn, this is a lot. It's like, I can't fucking follow a diet plan. So I don't want to do this shit. But, but I, but I, but I started it, you know, and, and, and I had really good intention. And then I think, you know, what, what uh, I was presented with was something that was at that time, you know, just a better fit for me. And, you know, yeah. as, as I go on and get deeper, like I want to go through this stuff. Like I want to experience like these elements and really understand them now. Like, uh, it's not too late, right? Like if, if uh, never, okay, good. Cause like, that's, that's so interesting to me. Like I want to understand these, uh, these elements or these stages uh, and, and, and how they relate, you know, the correspondence is just off the charts. I mean, that, that is, I guess the first uh, hermetic law for a reason, you know? Yeah. Uh, right. So, you know, it's you know, like, uh, well, that's how thing that that's the, the language of the creator. In other words, the more simple something is, the more minds that have understood it, if you want to think about it on a Jungian level, right? So the more people understand a thing, the more power it has in this unconscious realm, right? So in all of existence, everybody understands what a circle is. They understand what it is. Therefore, it becomes massively powerful. It's the language that you can speak to the, un uh, the creator of the unconscious. And this, and it's, god pretty much it's alpha and omega the beginning and the end it's pretty much saying hey i am that i am i'm with god so to speak and you you tend to do that and you're telling your unconscious through symbols that lots of people understand therefore it becomes you understand egregores right how powerful things become in the collective unconscious yes. right yeah so so yeah it's uh once you start getting into the elements the funny thing is is you're going to unlock things that you can't really explain to other people that have everything to do with you. Right. And you're like, yeah, well, I did this ritual and invoked earth and man. And you'll hear people try to talk about it. It's like, I just figured this thing out. It's like, what would you figure out? Well, th this thing was really holding me up and I wasn't making money. And it's like, how did you start making money? And you're like, I don't know. It just started happening. I started taking care of things. That's how I, happened to me too right i just started taking care of things and then you start realize oh the unconscious is kind of it's kind of scary right like I'm, I'm a puppet to my unconscious wow. yes you are a puppet to your unconscious whether you realize it or not you can consciously tell yourself you have all the control in the world but you do not your unconscious is controlling you you know it's controlling everything around you so you got to learn to speak to it puppet right people don't want to be called puppets though that's for sure. No, we don't want to think of ourselves that way, but you know, like we'll, we'll extrapolate it and uh, fucking, you know, project that onto everyone else. <laughs> yeah. But, well, and know, it also causes problems for me in the dating world too, because people are like, I'm always like evaluating what someone's unconsciously doing. And then I talk to them about it and they're like, I just wanted some ice cream, man. Like what, <laughs> what are we doing here? <laughs> you know what I'm saying? So, so you got to realize like, this is an individual journey too, right? This is something that you, that whole sign of silence thing that you see in all the pictures and stuff. There's a reason why you'd be quiet. It's not to hide things from people or to keep secrets. It's so you don't get other people's junk involved with your junk on an unconscious level. Yeah. I, yeah. And you know, I've been thinking a lot about this too. I'm going back through a book called the artist's way by Julia Cameron. And you know, one of the things that I've had a realization of is 
not everything that we create is for everybody else. Sometimes there's things that we need to create privately. That's, that's, you know, uh, it's, 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 you know, uh, oh, there's a word I'm looking, it's precious. It's, it's something that's unique to us and, and creator source, whatever you want to call that. Like, um, but, but it's not necessarily for everybody. So, um, so that's something that I've recently just kind of, um, uh, funny that you, you intuitively realize that, right? And it's something that uh, the Golden Dawn teaches about your magic tools. Mm-hmm. Create them. Don't show them to anybody. It's yours, right? Mm-hmm. So I've got, you know, tools that I, no one's ever seen, right? But they mean the world to me. And, and people are like, oh, that's silly. You're just like this little kid with his toys and his little, yeah, I am, right? And things do happen for me, you know? Yeah, it's awesome. Well, I grew up in the church too. So, it, you know, everyone's so showy in church. They're in a the pew with their, they got their hand waving <laughs> yeah. and they're bringing things to, 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 you know, for people to eat it after church and be, being the perfect, you know, a saint, you know, and it's like pathetic because I could just go home <laughs> and be in my prayer closet, you know, and right. that's, nobody needs to know about that. Nobody needs to know yeah. how much time I spend doing this, that, or the other thing. And I think that gets lost often, uh, in sort of public, you know, um, like, like, uh, organized religions, you know, it becomes, yeah, but I've been really thinking about converting to Catholicism just for the sheer joy of actually confessing how screwed up I am to somebody and seeing (laughs) what they say. (laughs) You know what I mean? I just want to see what he says. Bless me, Father, for I have sinned. Where do I begin? Right? I want to see, like, are you still going to accept me? And I don't really care if he does or he doesn't. I'm just kind of curious about the reaction. I'd you love, know? yeah. That'd be super fun <laughs> to just get a, a GoPro and just stick it in a confessional booth and just get reaction shots from the yeah. priest who's probably done worse things than any of us. You know what yeah. I mean? <laughs> He's over right. there judging you. Uh, yeah. <laughs> that's great, though, dude. I think yeah, that's-, that's another thing people say too all the time, man. And I, I'm not trying to get sidetracked. I tend to do that sometimes, but mm-hmm. you hear people go, oh, man, don't judge. Don't be, don't judge. I'm like, that, man, shut up. That's all we do. That's all we do on a constant basis is judge. We judge ourselves and judge each other. If we didn't, we wouldn't talk. So, like, it's okay to judge. Just don't take it too seriously, I guess. Yeah, well, uh, I think Vadim, he, so far of all the things that I've read about that, had the best take that I've been exposed to. And that's uh, as long as you don't judge yourself better or judge against like in a comparison way that creates balancing forces. And so if I say, well, I'm better than you because I X and you don't, well, now I've created a a differential and that differential will have to balance. And, and that's, that's karma, you know, but if I'm like, yeah, you know, that person is, uh, 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 you know, they are a little bit, uh, promiscuous they're promiscuous they're a promiscuous person i can i can label them as promiscuous as long as i don't have some virtue about how i'm better than them because i'm not promiscuous right and there's no differential there and you there's know no, you know judgment so to speak the funny thing about that is is when people get on a passionate rant about how they're better than other people or what they can't stand about somebody else there's a dark side to them that's like yeah because you want to do that that's who you are deep down, mm. you know, like you don't like, I can't, I'd see this all the time in the conspiracy world too. Right. I can't stand all these people lying and like they're doing this stuff. And I talk and I hate to piss people off when I say this and then you catch them in lies and all kinds of stuff. Right. And it's like, it's okay. I, I'm not trying to be funny, but like, don't you guys see the hypocrisy here? Like, don't, don't you see the irony? Don't say hypocrisy. You don't want to hurt anybody's feelings, but, like anytime you just can't stand something about somebody, I promise you, it's in you. Wow. It's it's there in you. I love that. I heard Jessa Reed say something that was similar to that, where it's like, no matter what it is, like you have the capacity to do it. Don't think yeah. you don't have the capacity to do it. Doesn't mean you do it, obviously, but don't act like you don't have that, you know, capacity. Yeah. And if you were in that situation. You know, if I did have six pack abs, right? Like, and, uh, and I was just shaking my biscuit, you know, for a few bucks and I got the offer to get on a, 
private jet, you know, to go hang out somewhere fancy. Would I say no to that? I mean, (laughs) probably not, you know? Yeah. yeah. But, um, but yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think there's some really cool nuance that kind of comes into play with the stuff. It makes a, it, it makes a lot of sense. And I love kind of, I love you breaking down, you know, the two different types of magic and how well, they're the same, but, um, but showing those difference, the, the differential, like what, or how they are different. Um, yeah. Because the, 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 as you go through like this elemental stuff, that's just the first stage. There's always three stages in the mystery, right? So the, the whole magical golden dawn magic process is really just the first stage, you know, then there's a second stage, then there's a third stage. And by the time you get to the third stage, you don't need anything really. Uh, you just are who you are and you can, and you're liberated in the biggest way possible. But, um, the reason why they come together, uh, the manifesting and the magic comes together because once the more you start loving yourself, you start seeing this whole life process is manifesting and what I think, say, and do, and all the stuff I focus on and the two edged sword that comes out of my biblical mouth and all this other, like you're creating on a constant basis. And then it, you, it starts to scare the shit out of you because you're like, Oh, I'm responsible for lo- way more than I thought way more than I thought when it comes to, I can't blame anybody. Oh shit. You know, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Oh shit. Yeah. That's <laughs> Man. I right. love that. I'm, I'm so excited. I feel like we're going to be making some really epic discoveries just in real time, uh, you know, in a, here pretty soon in a couple of months. And uh, I'm really, really grateful to be able to have the opportunity to hang out with you, man. It's going to be. I think so I'll get fun. freaked out if I uh, invoke a demon in physical form out there. I would, I'm, I think I'm finally ready for that kind of stuff. I was thinking the other day, <laughs> you know, I, people tell me these crazy stories and they'll, they'll call me up and they'll tell me, you know, the shit that's happening to them. I don't doubt them for a second. I've had some mystical experiences, mostly in my teens when I was in the church, but you know, for the most part now I have not had, you know, like contact or like literally heard a voice or any of that kind of stuff. People tell me this stuff. I'm like, yep, 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 yep. And by the way, you need to talk to so-and-so, you know, like I can put you in touch with a friend. Yeah. Um, But I think I am like getting ready for that. The other day I heard something moving around in here and I live by myself. So I don't know what it was, but normally that would spook me, but I just didn't bother me at all. I was just like, Hey, close the fridge or some shit. Yeah. Yeah. I think I'm getting, well, the, 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 that's kind of a joke, but then it's kind of not. So like, I mean, uh, some cases you might do an invocation to, you know, Bell's bar or whatever. And then, you know, an evil version of your stepmom shows up and it's mm-hmm. like, uh, you know, whatever. Right. Some people see it and smoke. The thing is, is, uh, it really shows up in the way it's supposed to show up for you. You know, I know we were talking to Steven Skinner and he was talking about invoking these things like in smoke where he could actually see them in the fangs and everything. Right. So a lot of it has to do with your own childlike imagination too. Sure. Yeah. That makes, that makes sense. Yeah. That makes sense from a quantum, you know, uh, angle too. And any of the shamanic stuff that I've done, um, I worked hand in hand with a shaman for a little while and basically, you know, it was all my imagination, but it, Right. It's a real place though. You know, like it's, it's real, but yeah. it's imagine it's you can, imagine. that's a whole other like young end discussion right there. Like wh- it, which one's fake? Well, I don't know. You know? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It's man. It's awesome. I'm so, so, so stoked. And yeah, I can't wait. I think, you know, the timing of this is, is excellent. And I'm, I'm definitely ready to step up my understanding and experience and, and, and level to, accept and and understand and learn so i think we're going to have a lot of fun so um before we wrap it up is there any uh resources um that you could think of off the top of your head when does your course come out uh, for people who well i got part of it out too which is like the basic um just visualization training stuff and i've kept that out for a long time because i feel like that's really important but if you go to uh, my website, which is lightingthevoid.com, there's a deep void section there, which you get access to commercial free archives, plus the magic audios. And there's four there that I feel like, man, and I tell them in the audios, I'm like, you guys just do this for at least six weeks, because the more you can train 
this visualization uh and once we get into like scrying and going through the tree and all the stuff like the better this is going to be for you cool and uh plus i'm a perfectionist too i've actually done like three of these already and ended up erasing the whole thing so i gotta stop doing that you know yeah, so, yeah, yeah. The mantra is "good enough is perfect" or "done is done is perfect." I don't know, right? Um, but I understand that. I, I I totally get that too. I I get that way often when I'm working on a project and I have to just be like, "All right, I just I step back," you know. Um, but dude, that's cool. I'm gonna check that out for sure. I'll put that in the show notes too, so everybody has access awesome. to that link. And uh, I'm definitely gonna check that out. I, I, that's what I am interested in more than anything. Is just like developing my own awareness for the, the, to, to be able to create better, you know, like if I can visualize and picture better in my mind, specific ideas, images, and then I feel like that's going to help me creatively tell stories and tell jokes. Absolutely. You know, that's, yeah, man, some of the stuff is a little boring at first, but then it, it gets way more interesting as it goes on. You know, that is so cool, man. Well, um, I'll definitely put that in the notes anywhere else uh, people should go to check out. Fringe.fm if you want to listen to an alternative media streaming radio station. I, I own that. Uh, and lightingthevoid.com. And you go to contactatthecabin.com. There's three tickets left, y'all, like three. So I'm about to grab one. one. dude i'm stoked i can't wait and uh yeah man i'll make sure everybody has uh, links to all those things and hey man i'll see you in just a few weeks all right brother all right all right everybody we'll see y'all soon